Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. We are the Better Than You Pod. Coming to you at another week on Thanksgiving week at that, to be exact. <laughs> Working hard, giving a holiday prize with no problem. I know everybody's good. We've been talking it up, chopping it up. I'm late, so let's just, get, let's just jump right into it. As I mentioned, it is Thanksgiving week. Uh, what's today? Today's Tuesday we're recording, so you'll be hearing this Wednesday. <laughs> Oh, what's that? oh, oh, we listen to this Wednesday. Oh, yeah, <laughs> let's go right to Aunt. The Aunt, what you got? What you got going on for Thanksgiving? You staying at the crib? You um, being the host of dinners? What you doing? Um, uh, friend of the family, they they having the um, they're feeding the homeless and the elderly. Uh, so I'll probably do that in the morning to middle of the afternoon, then enjoy dinner with the family. <laughs> my jokes. I see what's going on here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Yo, definitely did. <laughs> Yo, B, what's good? What you got? What you got for Thanksgiving? You staying in town or? Yeah, I'm staying in town. You know, most most of the time people always come um to my crib. You know what I mean for Thanksgiving? Cause I usually cook a lot, but this year I'm doing zero of the cooking. Everybody said they got me, so you know what I mean. I'm good with it. Alright, Joe. I know you about. I know you about to do something. Oh, <clears throat> oh yeah, man. Um, what is it? Wednesday morning, I'm flying uh, down to Alabama, see my godchildren, and see like scattered little family and shit like that. Um, be down there for like till like Saturday. You know, kick it with the kids, and you know when you know the sun go down. Be out shit. there. You know what I mean? Like shit. That's what? about it. Man. Word. Word. That's that backcountry shit. They shoot the guns off, baby, when the, when the light, when the sun goes down. <laughs> That's what's up. I'm not doing anything um, special. We have some family coming in. We're going to do, you know what I'm saying? My wife is cooking. My um my uncle's going to come and grill a turkey. See what that's all about. But you know, it's a lot of you know, just to give thanks and, and have a, um have some time have some time with the fam. I kinda always like Thanksgiving to give thanks and just kinda sit back and kinda reflect on, you know, start to begin to reflect on the year and my plans and how I'm planning out twenty twenty do thing, you know what I'm saying? Again to some big things. Oh, that's a lot but of also, Thanksgiving, man. I'm just thinking about uh, like yeah. some macaroni Food and cheese and shit. shit. Yeah. Nah, yeah. nah, I gotta I gotta begin the countdown. I got it's got a bunch of shit going on that I've no, I, 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 I feel you. Told me the same. I'm in the same like, in the like same lane. Trying to. That sounds like New Year's for me. Nah, man. I, I want man. Shit, I want to start doing some shit in December and sliding, or at least have all my shit set up. So like, yeah. hit the ground running. Yeah. But definitely, that's that's the New Year's gonna be a total jump off for real. Right. I stepped all over Alex's shit, man. He was no, 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 no. We always, I mean, it's a conversation, so you know, yeah. we, we got time. It's not like we on time crunch or anything like that. But with Thanksgiving, um, the holiday, we also get the Thanksgiving movies that uh up that are upcoming. I, th- I think uh, Twenty One Bridges is actually already out. I saw that Frozen Two is already out. But Queen and Slim, The Irishman, Knives Out, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, all are coming out. Have either come out or coming out this week. I think, so, I, I think on Wednesday. I think they're all coming on the 27th, like day before Thanksgiving. That's, that's 21 Bridges is out, but yeah, I think I think hey, Queen and Slam is. I saw tw- I saw 21 Bridges. It's, um, um, it's a predictable movie, but it has a lot of action. Like if you watched it, you'd be like, oh, I know exactly what's gonna happen, but it still has a lot of action to it. Chadwick Boseman did his thing. Yo, listen to Chadwick Boseman 
and I don't mean to um, <laughs> really harp on it that much, but listen to Chaz, Chadwick Boseman with a New York accent is hilarious, yo. <laughs> like, like, you can tell he's trying to sound like, yo, B. Oh, that's one there. You gotta see, it's a it's hilarious. I was like, yo, why is he talking like that? But it was just funny, or maybe it was just the fact that I just uh, accustomed to seeing him as T'Challa, and when he did it, that's all I saw. So it could be that as well. But it was mm-hmm. a good movie. Had a lot of action. I didn't see Frozen Two. I got definitely got to take the girls to see that. I don't know. Um, and did you catch up on anything this weekend? Nah, I saw that. It was a predictable movie, but I'm just glad to see when somebody. <laughs> Some besides him playing another historical character or Black Panther. So. That's a fact. Yeah, I mean, shit. The man was Jackie Robinson, fucking James Brown, and a dark ass, a dark, 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 dark ass Thurgood Marshall, yo. <laughs> well, out of the movies since, okay, since Frozen Two is already out and Twenty One Bridges, uh, me and Ann already saw was um. The Irishman is a Netflix movie. I'm pretty sure we're all gonna watch That's that. That's the shit that's dropping tomorrow. I'm, if I'm up, well, no, nah, I can't watch it tonight because it's three and a half hours. I got to try to get me like at least a couple of hours before I head out to the airport right. early. But I'm watching that shit like I'm watching it sometime uh, sometime tomorrow, maybe. Actually, I'm lying. I might, I might get into some shit. I don't know. I'm going to see it before the weekend's over, though, if I don't yeah. see it like sooner. But nah, that shit, man. Oh, fucking oh, what is it? It's uh Martin Scorsese, 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 he got Scorsese, 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 so you know it's gonna be epic. I already got rave reviews because it's been, I think, at film festivals and I think in limited release in some theaters and stuff like that already. So mm-hmm. yeah, that shit is that's I'm I'm looking forward to that to be like a new classic and shit. Kind of like a yeah, what was that the the Departed was like the last one that was like some random shit that came out that was I, I think kind of like a classic to me and shit with Jack Nicholson and uh yeah Jack Matt Damon I think is in that. Damon and, and Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and, right. the chick, and the chick that um, Matt Damon and uh, Leo was going after in the movie, she was all right, yo. To be a slim white chick, she was all right, yo. I liked her. She was kind of dirty, too. Dirty bitch was mm-hmm. fucking who she thought was a criminal and shit. Damn. And who she thought was a good cop. It was good, man. Nobody looking bitch. forward to going to see Mr. Rogers? Mr. I'm Rogers. Gonna watch. I'm, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm no, I'm not. I don't go to the movies. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it on, on Negro flicks, nigga. Yeah, I'm gonna watch, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch that with Chinese letters under this. You know what I mean? <laughs> Same way I watched the Joker. Niggas was hitting me up because I posted that I was watching this shit. Yeah. And then I showed the picture. Everybody said, how you doing that? I'm like, motherfucker, if y'all don't know about this Korean writing on the bottom of the screen, my nigga. That shit, changed, that shit changed my life. I forget the first movie I seen that had that shit on it, but I was like, yo. Closer I'm to the Gram, I mean, closer to um, Oscar time and when the awards and all the rest of that, mm-hmm. that's when you get a lot of them because then they they, they send it out to the voters. Oh, the screeners, you know I mean? yeah. Screeners. Yeah, so the screeners, that, that's those, the ones that those are the, the joints, real yeah. ones. Yeah. But then like the middle of the year, the fucking Chinese letter shit is, is king. Right. 
But now it's funny. It's the screener time too. Like the next, like now in like December and shit, right? Right. It's about to get into screener time. Yeah, that shit changed the game. I can't. I can't watch the the raggedy ass cams no more. Like nah. the, the shaky joints. Nah, we. we I don't. Know, when I used to see them shits, I just turned them right off. I was like, nah, B, we better. Than, I'm upgrade. I'm better than this. I can't I'm watch. Yeah, my bootlegs is way better than that now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, nah, yeah. your bootleg game up, B. Camera. Uh, I don't know if any is any music coming out. We could just we could, hell yo tomorrow. Is, I mean Friday's a hood holiday. Okay. Oh fab fab. That's is coming on. Not Thursday. just fab. Hold on, fab. not just fab. Yo, it's fab. It's all the niggas uh, um from them Buffalo niggas. What are they? Griselda niggas. Oh, Griselda. They got an album coming out. Um, oh, Games what? album comes out. That's yo, true. Friday's yeah. a hood out, hood holiday, yo. Yeah, look, definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, speaking Friday, of, I'm gonna go crazy. Speaking of music, I'm still listening to this Tory Lane shit. Oh, of yeah. course, I be having like new favorites out this shit. Like, oh shit, I ain't even. But I still it. listen to Jacquees too, though. Yeah, yeah. Jacquees, man, you gotta listen to Jacquees. So shout yeah. out to um Eric Bellinger. Cuffin' Season Three came out too. That's I, awesome. I, I, I started playing. Wait, it. it's, it's, it's a lot. I turned it off. He's, he's, he's so he's, he's so good. I, I ain't even listen to him. I know this is good. I'm gonna just go yeah. back to this Tory right now. And when I'm done off it, like Bellinger shit is shit. I usually don't listen to when it first come out. I know it's good, same. but it's usually something else. Just like out at the same time. Yeah, that's that's for the moment. Like I'm gonna listen to that, but then go back and Bellinger and fuck around and had like three or four songs that's gonna go on some kind of playlist or something like that. But yeah, man, that's a fact. That's what's up. Yo, I wanted to um, mention something real quick. And it's, you know, it's on some ratchet shit, but it's just funny. But um, Marion, you know, he got that whole little stuff going on with his band partner and his uh, old chick, his, uh, his, his baby mother. But he announced that uh, the Millennium Tour 2 was coming out, that he was going back on tour without B2K. It's just him, Bow Wow, and everybody else. So he's just, and he announced it on Little Fizz's birthday. So I thought that was a, you know, a chess move, not just. Oh, now that's a power found, move. Cause, found that smooth, uh, found that real smooth. If he can legit do that, like, yeah, and yeah, niggas won't miss, yeah. niggas ain't yeah, missing yeah. Fizz bugging the nigga that was getting fucked, supposedly. What's the nigga's name? One of them in China? Yeah, Raspy. Oh, Raspy, that's right, yeah. Little, but their little situation, I just found that shit hilarious that he did it and did it on his birthday. Like, nigga, I'm the king. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit, so that was fun. Um, we'll just run through some of the, the Grammy nominations came out. And we'll, I'll just run through them real quick because, you know, I'm, I'm not a big Grammy person, but it is news. Um, Best new artist, I'm just going to uh, Lil Nas, Lizzo. I mean, everybody else, I'm not even naming them. Um. Lizzo Net led all Grammy noms with eight nominations. Lil Nas X got six. Her has five. You know, and we're big fans of her over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Album of the year. Let's see, Lil Nas X is in there. Why he's in there? Lizzo's in there. Ariana Grande is in there. Um, best well, here's the shit that we really into. The best rap album nominees: Revenge of the Dreamers three. Uh, yeah. Mill. The Lost Boy, YBN Corday, Igor, Tyler, Tyler the Creator, and um, I Am, I Was, 21 Savage. I think that's a, I mean, I guess most people are probably going to go for Tyler the Creator because of yeah. how it is. I mean, let's, let's talk about it, but I, my, my, my choice for that is YBN Corday. I just, he's, that's just my choice. Oh, YBN got a crazy album, but Tyler the Creator's album is yeah. amazing. It's probably not hip-hop, but like, 
he's hip hop though. Like I, you know, I, I, I went to I went to a Tyler concert, man, with my daughter, man. That shit was lit. I ain't gonna lie, man. That motherfucker has, and he has songs that you don't even know you know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he just started playing shit. You realize, oh shit, I do this song too. You know what I mean? Like he has a long list of songs. Like he just gives you. And he just keeps going, and he gets the, the whole thing going. He could change. He could. Ha- he has something for every mood as well. Mm. He got some shit. The only thing about that, this um, uh, the choices they have here, I would have taken out Twenty One Savage. I thought the baby deserved to be in there. Oh yeah, you love that album, the baby. But I don't know Twenty One Savage is there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the album Twenty One Savage. I mean, I can't really name anything else because of the politics. Because of the politics of him this year. Yeah. With 21, the only thing I really remember from that album was a lot, for real. And that was because J. Cole more anything. Yeah. Uh, best rap performance, Middle Child, J. Cole, Shrug the Baby. Uh, Down Bad, I don't know that. Oh, Dreamville, I know what that song is. Uh, Racks in the Middle, Nipsey, Rowdy Rich, and Hit Boy, Clout. I'm sorry, Nipsey Hustle, Racks in the Middle, Nipsey Hustle featuring Rowdy Rich and Hit Boy, and Cloud Offset featuring Cardi B. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't nah, I care. think the baby could win that one because the baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's also not in, he's also not nominated for Best New Artist, and I thought he should have been in that as well. But yeah. I think a lot of the um, politics that goes into that. But uh, we'll probably not be tuning in, just probably looking to see who won and moving on from that. Um, last week, uh, I think it was on when, last week Wednesday, was the uh, Dem debate, the Democrat excuse me, Democratic debate, and I thought it was a little bit more lively, and I caught the end of it. I know you guys probably watched more of it than I did, but I caught the end of it, and I think sure. coming out of that, we kind of really know where we're going next, and they'll probably get down to what we originally started talking about a couple of weeks ago when I think as Joe was saying, he'll be happy when it's really down to the knit and grit of who will really be, who really has a chance. To move mm-hmm. on and be the uh, nominee. Yeah, we're yeah. pretty much getting there. Like, I mean, shit. Closing statement for my man Cory Booker, who moved from like a little off center to the total end of the stage, was like, "Hey, yo, um, I need to, I need y'all to, to go and donate money so I can go to the next debate. Um, right. that's really important stuff I gotta say. And everyone <laughs> said, and I'm, I'm here because of uh, one of my mentors who said that you know, John Lewis is John Lewis in the crowd." And in front of John Lewis was Rosario Dawson there smiling and shit. And it's like, uh, you know, this is, we got to blah, 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 blah. Uh, Cory Booker, go to Cory Then they went to some other bum-ass nigga that had no chance and shit. And then, uh, yeah, they got to thin that shit out. Yeah, I didn't even watch that shit. I ain't gonna lie. I watched the whole shit just because. Yeah. I listened to some of it. Like, I was listening um, for, for, like, parts of it. You know what I mean? But I didn't watch it. You know what I mean, and then I then I just eventually stopped listening to it because it they are kind of getting repetitive. You got to whittle down the, you got to whittle down the field, and you know, you know what I mean. I'm tired of this shit. You know what's ill? Huh. I really like Bernie. As yeah, that debate. that's why after people that debate, like him. I really like him. I, not, and I've not liked him for so long, but after that debate, I'm like shit, man. I want Bernie Sanders to be president just cause, like, fuck it. So I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him being president, but I don't want him to be president because of, we have better choices. Like I'd rather Bloomberg over Bernie, man. Oh yeah. Because I, I look at I, I look at Bernie as a, a commerce secretary more than a president. You know what I mean? Like he he, he gonna want to fuck up too much shit. 
And, uh, you know, I, I have 30 years of, of records of, of Bernie because he's been saying the same thing for over 30 years at this point. Mm -hmm. All right. And so, like, I don't, I don't even feel like getting into it all. But, like, I disagree with Bernie on a lot of things, just on the lack of practicality of running a government the way that he would that he would seemingly like to run a government. You can't mm -hmm. be too extreme to any any side. And, he and is, they would not let extreme. him do the shit. Yeah. It would just um, be. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but even if they would like, you know, what I mean, like I, I, I don't agree with Bernie on everything. I, I don't agree with the momentum. That Bernie is, but some, but some things he's he's extremely correct on, and that's why I, I said he needs a there's a spot for Bernie, you know, mm -hmm. I mean? and he, his voice needs and needs and deserves to be heard, and he 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 changed the momentum of of America, you know what I mean? So we're yeah. looking at the things that he's talked about, you know what I mean? He's talked about the same things for 30 years while they got worse, and mm -hmm. we look we started looking at it, and you know what I mean? So he's his impact will always be felt. I appreciate you, Bernie, but you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd rather Bloomberg, did, like I did said. You, did, did you um did you feel any different about um Biden? Like he didn't, because we always talk about these that we, and we talk about like Elizabeth Warren name comes up a lot, but like again, and I'm just gonna say it again. Like, do you feel? Do you feel it? I mean, I know Biden is in the lead, but do you, do you feel it? Like, okay, he can doesn't be, matter, bro. Doesn't the matter. only reason he's in the lead is because we because we believe he can win. And right, I mean, that's right, how he started That's how he started his shit. Like, this was like the most, I think this was probably the most blatant one. I mean, he's mentioned before, but I swear every other time they went to him, it was like, yo, I've done this. I will do this. Facts. I, I, and like, you know, and I'm the, I'm the only one up here could beat him. Like, yeah. and I mean, he, now, I mean, I think they pretty much was like, yo, Joe, just go out there and like tell these motherfuckers the truth. Because niggas need to this. I mean, and it's like, and then kind of black folks. I have more black folks than blah, 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 yeah. and shit. Like. The only other person that's been doing that, and I'm going to bring this name up again, and because it just started, you know what I mean? Well, he just, you know what I mean? He just really actually started spending his money a few days ago was Bloomberg. He's the, he's the other guy that's been out, out there saying, I know how to do this. I could run this. I could do that. I can handle these things. You know what I mean? Like He's the only other guy that is touting you you know my record. You know I could get it done. You know what I mean? Like he's the only guy. The, the rest of them they're asking for a shot, and, and they're and we're banking on their ideas. You let me ask you quick, Leah, Let me ask a quick question, and we don't have to spend a lot of time. But did do you when when Bloomberg was mayor of New York? Did you like? Can he stand on that? Meaning like, did, do you feel like okay if they go to his record? Yeah. We to, I stand on like I'm I'm trying to remember. Oh uh, like, yeah, you know I why mean, I tell he, you that? Walking back this. No, he was he was he was um. He was like the king of New York, man. They created mm. new laws to keep him there. Yeah. Do right. remember. That's right. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's a reason for that shit. And then and then the little shit that he used to do in New York, like, it, they would start implementing it throughout the entire country. So, I mean, Bloomberg was, yeah, it, it, yeah. Bloomberg yes. is he the, can stand on that. He he, stand Bloomberg on that. is okay. the billionaire that... Trump was acting like he was, he was the billionaire. Exactly. He's a billionaire businessman, the real deal of it. Yeah. Because Bloomberg is literally in every single financial center. Like they all use him. So he knows the, the inner workings of everybody and has personal relationships with everybody. It's way different than what Trump was talking about. It's for real. Like everybody around the world that deals with money has dealt with Bloomberg. Okay. All right, well, 
Um, I don't know. I don't. I didn't see the date for the next one. Yeah, I, I don't know. They, Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> they, they'll let us know. <laughs> well, let's get into some real shit though. Some real shit yeah. that we've been talking about. We actually prefaced it um, last pod, and, and I know Ann gave a quick synopsis of it. So I'm hoping we can get back into it, but with a little bit more in depth now that everybody's kind of read up on it because there was a lot. There's a lot of pieces to it, and I'm just going to simply introduce it, and then let's just jump right into it and get down to the facts as opposed to all the other optics that may be going on around it. So um, on November 13th, the U.S. Supreme Court heard arguments in connection with Byron Allen's $20 billion lawsuit filed four years ago in Los Angeles, alleging racial discrimination by cable uh, giant Comcast Corporation against Black-owned channels by refusing to carry (laughs) seven lifestyle cable stations operated by entertainment studios, of which Allen is the founder and CEO. Um... One of the things that Ant had brought up is that what he felt Comcast, well, I don't say what he felt, but what Comcast is actually challenging is the Civil Rights Act of 1866. And I'm just going to give a quick description, and then we can go dive into it deeper. So the Civil Rights Act of 1866 came about during the Reconstruction era following the Civil War for the purpose of making sure that formerly enslaved black human beings I don't like the way they wrote that. Enslaved African-Americans and all other black human beings would finally receive the same business opportunities that whites have always had. And specifically, Section 1981 reads, citizens of every race without regard to any previous condition of slavery shall have the same right to make and enforce contracts as enjoyed by as enjoyed by white citizens. So that is one of the points that has really been brought up that Byron Allen things being challenged before the Supreme Court. So let's just start to peel back the layers. I don't know who wants to jump in first, but let's just start there. Well, I'll say this about the whole thing, right? Uh, I respect Byron Allen doing the, like, Sue and Comcast, you know? They got the money. And I think when he initially sued him, he was kind of hoping that they would, like, settle, you know? But from all, everything that I heard him speak, like in the Breakfast Club interview and some other things, he said that Comcast was like, fuck it, we ain't even talking to you, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why the lawsuits went through. And I think he actually won. He did. Twice. He, he won twice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so it's not like Byron Allen took it to Supreme Court. It's Comcast that went to right. Supreme Court. And like he said, they're challenging that uh, Civil Rights Act that came, you know, right after, yeah, right after there and shit. And, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And people are worried that if Comcast wins, then there'll be uh, the nettle set like a president, you know what I'm saying, in law, you know, especially from the Supreme Court, that will allow a lot of people to get over on discriminate against uh, black people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing. Like some folks are going out, jumping out the window like, yo, if, if Comcast wins this, then we going to go back to slavery. I'm like, these niggas is dumb as shit. And there's some, like, personalities. I forget exactly the ones, but people that are, like, kind of respected that were jumping out the window with that. No, it's not that. It's just going to be, like, a tool that people will be able to. It'll be just a a case they can reference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's set a precedent, but it's not something that's going to be, like, the end of the world, like these folks are saying. You know what I'm saying? But it is important. It is important because... If they do like, if the Supreme Court looks at this act and like, like how if they if they rule for like Byron Allen, that would be dope. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it, it, it's just 
the case itself isn't that interesting. I think we kind of said this, you know what I'm saying? Like they heard arguments, they're going to, you know, say what they say. And if they rule for Comcast, then Byron Allen ain't getting no money. You know what I'm saying? And it will be something like the president said that people can use. And if they do rule for Byron Allen, I wonder if he gets $20 billion. You know, that would be some monumental shit. It would only be some yeah. groundbreaking shit if the Supreme Court and what's the makeup of the Supreme Court right now? That's uh, five to four. It ain't conservative. Set, yeah, it's not really set up to say we're going to get this nigga some money because right. they, they pick up his janky little channels. And yeah. I'm not, I, I don't know these channels. I just, you know, yeah. it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, um, but you go ahead. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, all right. So I think Byron Allen is a super interesting dude. Yeah. And I try to stay away from people's intentions. You know what I mean? But it's hard to get away from his intentions when you look at exactly what's going on. All right. Like you understand what Comcast's intentions are um, mm-hmm. quite easily. You know what I mean? They are a conglomerate, although they do heavily deal with, you know what I mean? African-American and, uh, you know, in, in the African-American community, you know, they are a conglomerate. But let's take a step back. Byron Allen originally in the case was suing Al Sharpton and and um, the NAACP. Now the NAACP is on his side because it got to the Supreme Court and they're fearing changes in the Civil Rights Act. Yeah. All right. And so but then the changes in the Civil Rights Act, as Joe said, that's to, to me, it, it is. It, that's where it gets kind of interesting at. But it's also a little bit um, a little bit subterfuge. Like Byron Allen is trying to ramp up the idea that it is an extinction level event. You know what I mean? And he's been doing that everywhere. This is a guy who hasn't spoken. You know what I mean? He's a guy who doesn't, who, who does not do interviews a lot, does not talk a lot, and he's ramping up black people and being seen everywhere. And I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not willing to say that he's using black people, but I do know exactly what he's doing. He's ramping it up for a reason because he, he needs the, the community to be involved support. in this, and he, yeah, he needs the support. And he, you know, I mean, that's why he keeps on mentioning Coretta Scott King and et cetera, okay? The channels that he's trying to put on aren't even black channels, right? But that's, that's neither here nor there. I don't think that actually even matters. I just think it's worth saying because other people probably will make that argument. You know what I mean? A black man putting up many channels is worth it for me. You know what I mean? But the, the thing is, is that, like, say, what if he loses, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is what Comcast is doing. They're holding that over his head. They're, um, they're saying, well, if it's, if it's that, then, it, it, then, you know, if Civil Rights Act is what you care about, then just drop the case. All right, if he loses and it sets the president so, so he loses on that case, on the, on the merits of that case, then I don't, think it really, I don't think it really blows up the system altogether. I mean, I think Civil Rights Acts should be continu- continuously adjusted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like right now, it, I believe on in his part of the, it, I'm on his side on the law of it, just because it, it's it's basically saying the law is, is basically saying well you either you know what I mean it, it has to be a hundred what Comcast is saying is it has to be a hundred percent the reason that um that we're not we're not um doing a contract with you is because you're black and what Byron Allen is saying no it all it needs to be is a part of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's the argument. That's literally the argument. OK. And the Supreme Court is 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 going to hear that argument. Well, does it have to be 100 percent the reason or can it just be a piece of it? All right. And 
for me, I think, well, it, it's never going to be 100 percent of the reason because it could be 99 percent um, because he's black. And then the point one percent or the one percent because they don't uh, want the channel. You know what I mean? Like, so the 100 percent argument is is tough for me. And so that's why I, I'm I'm looking for. I'm more rooting for the Byron Allen piece of it. But like I said, dude is super interesting. Um, he's right. They're not meeting with him. They're refusing to talk to talk with him. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not sure if I would talk with Byron Allen if I was them, uh, unless they were unless they were really ready to settle. And I think they feel like they're on the right of the right side of this as well. Um, they are highly attached to the to the black community just as well as Byron Allen is. So I mean, it it's it's one of those weird situations. It's just that they they're losing the black community and trying and trying to get um and trying to get their support back right now because of what the case has become and because of the the light that Byron Allen has has, shine, has shined on it. I mean, that's why I'm with it. I'm you know what I mean like I'm only I'm 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 rooting for Byron Allen for the simple fact that. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't think it should be like a hundred percent. Um and and, and I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm I feel like I, I like his side of the argument. But I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if he loses. I just think they're gonna adjust the, the Civil Rights Act to something else. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think um I I, I know Diddy jumped in here, but I just have a quick question. Do you think that and because you said something I thought that was really important, the way that Byron Allen is framing it and then people aren't reading in full context, in full context, they're probably more just reading headlines, which goes to Joe's point why people think they're going to be going back to slavery if he yeah. loses. You know what I'm saying? So, do you think? Do you think that? Um, do you think that he's really? I want, I want to make sure how I phrase this. Do you really right. think that he's fine? Because his whole point when he and I'm just going back to his Breakfast Club interview, yeah. he said, "I'll take the 20 billion and I'll turn it into, yeah, for lack of a better term, whatever Tyler Perry's doing, just making black yeah. content." You know what I'm saying? Do you believe? Do you believe him, or do you believe that there's a, something else? So, so that that's what that's why I said I, I I try to stay away from getting into, but I, I'm, I'm I'll get into the okay, into okay. his intentions. Got, no, yeah, but I will. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. get into his intentions because I think he's kind of he's being pretty open and blatant. You know, you can watch a person's actions besides what what he's doing. So, um, it, the the conversation around this is what's killing it and why Joe keeps on hearing ignorant people because the conversation around it is how important it is. You know what I mean? Like that's the one thing you hear about it. Oh, we need to know about this. This is the important thing. How did that get into the conversation? It got into the conversation because Byron Allen put it in the conversation. Yeah. He framed mm-hmm. it as this is a book. He's really good at what he does. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, so like like let's just put that aside. Now he, he several times I, I did watch the Breakfast Club interview. He several times said he's a great salesman. I agree with him. He sold, he sold Black America on the idea that this case is very important. And I'm not going to dismiss it offhand because it is. It does have a modicum of importance to it. And anytime we learn something else, you know, it matters. Now, does I, I, I 100% take his word for it and believe that he feels like he's ordained by Coretta Scott King and God to put <laughs> content on television. I do believe him on that. I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's not me trying to make fun of somebody or anything like that. That's I really do believe that that that's that is his at core intention because he was right. He said it. He he said uh, he, he said listen, we had four major networks. All right, it's NBC, ABC, Fox, and then it was the Weather Channel. And in order for him to get in 
and rise up above that conversation and open the door for others. He was basically saying it even even without saying it is that he has to have that amount of capital to, to do what somebody else did for him and to create the content that's mm-hmm. that um, that he wants to be able to create by a black man in the United States of America. So I 100 percent believe him on that. Right now, intentions behind that, whether money is, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's money motivated, but he's goal motivated as well. He's already a billionaire. He's not, you know what I mean? Like, come on, we had this conversation last week. You know, once you're rich, you're already rich. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? So I, I'm, I'm with him on that part of it, and I do not want to knock him, and that's why, like, I might even tend to like blindly support, oh, um, support, or, okay. or, or even tell other people, but like, yeah, this shit is important. You know what I mean? But like. Between y'all and because we have a, pon- a, a podcast, like mm-hmm. it, yeah, it just it it is it. There's importance to it, but understand what we're what we're supporting. It's the rise of another black man in the United States of America. Now that is a cause that I would I I, I wholeheartedly support, but that is the cause that we are supporting here under the guise of a political uh, under the guise of a court case. Okay. But it's not as much that. Okay. Um, I know um Ann has a couple of things that he wants to drive in, but let me just uh I wanna read a read a, a statement from Diddy, who's uh when his uh network was named by Comcast in the suit, he made a statement in regards to that. So I just wanna read what he said. He said, My name and my network revolt have been mentioned recently by Comcast in reference to the Comcast Byron Allen US Supreme Court case as an example of Comcast's inclusive practices with respect to African-American-owned cable networks. While it is true that we are in business with Comcast, it is not accurate to use my name or my network as an example of inclusion, which, I mean, I don't know if that really means much because it kind of, I mean, now that I read it, because I didn't read it before, but now that I read it, it's like he said something, but he really didn't say anything. It's just like, I just want to make sure my, well, my name is out. Well, you, you just, it was a non-statement. You just, well, it was you, a non-statement. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, the thing is that you just read that. Did you read all the stuff he said after that? Uh, uh, okay, okay, let me go on. Let me go on. I actually didn't read. I saw it in quotes. I didn't know it was him. Uh, is this the part, I believe you're saying, in efforts to get the lawsuit filed by Byron Allen's dismissed? <laughs> no, nah, that's not. I, I, maybe there's more to it. Okay, well, I have well, a problem. Combs wrote, I have a problem with this. The Civil Rights Act of 1866, Section 1981, was designed to ensure black people are able to do business in this country and not be denied because of race. If there's more, go ahead, um, Joe, read it, because maybe I don't have it in the quote I'm reading. Well, just, just I, I think I read about like uh, four or five different like quotes from tweets or quotes. Or, okay. And like the main thing that 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 pretty much like stuck with me like the main reason he didn't want his name to be used by Comcast was because the shit like he said the shit wasn't like easy I forget exactly how he worded it or how Comcast oh, okay. isn't like how Comcast yeah. isn't like hasn't like embraced him and brought him in like Revolt ain't on like every fucking uh it's not like available everywhere and he said he, he, it was like you know so it's like it's not like Comcast is like oh yes we've got Diddy and we've get, rolled out the red carpet for him and shit it's like that was it's pretty much like nah, Comcast ain't like a friend of mine and shit. Like it's a constant like struggle pretty much to like, you know, keep the shit on and keep this that whatever. So I mean that was the main thing with Diddy. He just okay. ain't wanna be like he like, nah, don't 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 like like we like coochie crunch like that nigga, you know what I'm saying? Don't use me. Don't yeah. use me against another black man. That's what Diddy mm-hmm. was really saying. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, I got and I, I said caught it, that, but it was yeah. the way I read the statement then I was like, wait a minute, he but I know what you're saying, B. Um and mm-hmm. go ahead. 
I, I read what Joe was talking about. Diddy was basically getting the point as everyone else pretty much said that <clears throat> don't really say that, you know, we support is the whole you know the whole where people don't want to seem racist and then say something like, I'm not racist because I have a black friend. Black friend, yeah. That was the Diddy. That, that was Comcast trying to say that Diddy, like, well, I mean, well, we can't possibly be racist. We open up a network. I mean, we have Diddy. Like, he's like, yeah. oh, all right, relax. Like, you 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 kind of invested in the company. You're there, but you're not really putting apart. Which yeah. I understand. I mean, Fast. when it was first announced, I thought Revolt would be a bigger thing, and I mean, it really should. I mean, with his connection, everything else like that it should it should be something but it just it's an itch network like i i watch tv fairly often i have no idea what channel that falls <laughs> i don't even know if i got it right yeah but i think the point that they're trying to get across more than anything else is that they want to make it clear and i think byron allen trying to make it clear that you know just a particular phrasing of the word and i think that brian made an excellent point of it and you want to make sure that it keeps it to a degree that protections are secured no matter what. Because if you say that discrimination is the sole reason, that's really difficult to do. Like, you could dislike somebody and have your own personal animus towards them. Not necessarily discriminatory. But even mm-hmm. though every that way, everything could be, your every action besides that could be viewed in discriminatory lens. But just basically like I don't like the way the guy does business. I don't like the, the way they're doing this or that or whatever. So you kind of ignore that. I mean, what, what Byron Allen's doing is important because, like I said, we keep those protections because if it's 100, percent it's very difficult to prove. But if you can just say like just part of it was discriminatory, it keeps right. that pocket, keep it in mind, and to put it up to the Supreme Court, what you worry about that you don't want it to uh, create a precedent. So that now in the future, if let's say the Supreme Court sides with Comcast, they're like any other kind of business arrangement regarding people of color in the future. Like, like again, like I said, if they don't have like the full ground and base on it, it like it ain't got to be some. It's got to be all. Like I said, the, the difficult proving that to 100% to the letter of the law. Yeah. He's fighting a difficult fight, and it's like, and he's. I, I don't know. Part of it. I wouldn't to- worry about that, though. I listen. The, the the thing is, is that, and and I understand everything you're saying, and I, you know, I agree with what you're saying. Here's mm. the thing: like behind a Byron Allen, where we have, and we've discussed this in several pods as well. We we have the the business class of of Black America on the rise, creating businesses all over the place. Mm. Let one of these contracts become a problem. That shit would end up in the Supreme Court as well. And then the cases would be changed. The Civil Rights Act would be changed. Okay. People don't, if, if you start, it, it's bad business practices, first off, mm-hmm. to do that. You know what I mean? If, if, if not these days, if, if, if a company actually did do that, then it's bad business practices in the first place. You know, when you have the largest consumer base in the United States of America or in the world, really, you know what I mean? And you, isolate them and make them angry. And that's why Comcast is so fighting so far so hard for their image now after after Byron Allen has, has created his um his storyline about about them in this case. You know what I mean? But like there's that. And then like the next so if Byron Allen loses, it's not the end of the world because a real case w- that we could relate to a lot more yes. will show up. 
And that's when something that would be created in the courts that we would be able to to use more in our favor. You know what I mean? Like there would there'd been no reason to adjust this Civil Rights Act because it, it there was no reason to bring it up in front of in front of the courts before. Mm-hmm. But let it be removed. Yeah. And I mean, hell, to me, like at the end of the day, it's like these channels that like Comcast didn't want to pick up. It's not like they dope fucking channels. I mean, they were on files. He had to deal with like files when it came up. That whole shit. And he has a couple that's on DirecTV, a couple on Dish Network. Then he has a couple on like the AT&T, like U-verse. I don't know what the fuck is using that shit. But people well, take mean, pick up channels though, Joe. Like I understand they, they that, and I, I I I purposely just mentioned that, and then and then and then swept past it because you know, well, what no. I mean, I don't want to. It's low hanging fruit. It is. It is. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. But like Comcast is the giant, and he's suing them. I don't know if he tried to sue like Cablevision or anyone else and shit. But I mean, if you want the channels, they on FiOS. Um, you can like sign up on like SmartTV.com for a service so you can watch his channels. But it ain't about that. It's about a black man doing business, and he feels as though they, they didn't want to do business with him because he is black, at least in part. And um, he, he might be right. Yeah. He might be wrong. He might be right. But, you know, fuck it. He won two cases already, and now we at the Supreme Court. Hope there's not, like, a fucking janky-ass court. Hopefully they do what they feel is right. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, not what they feel is right, what is right. And, I mean, we're going to follow it. It's going to be, um, Alex, you said it's going to be sometime in the yeah. next summer, right? Yeah, around, well, he had like, just went to the, the court November, November, right? Yeah, that's the speculation that they won't hear, they won't return with a ruling until sometime in June of next year. Yeah, they typically take their time. Yeah, so. yeah. make so, sure you listen to like 70 something or other because we will get an update. Word, hell yeah. So, definitely, like Joe said, we definitely keep you abreast of what's going on with that. But on to some red table talk with uh, which T.I. and Tiny, uh, along with Jada Pinkett and her mother, had this week. I believe I think it dropped on Monday or Tuesday, that episode dropped, where T.I. actually gave a little bit more context to quote-unquote hymen game. <laughs> um, I thoroughly I'm, – I'm not sure if everybody saw the whole thing as opposed to the clips. I know – I think, Joe, you saw the whole thing. Yeah, I watched the whole I, thing. Oh, okay. Well, and I, I saw zero I, of it. Oh, okay. We we usually saw the clips from it, is what I'm assuming, something like that. But either way, um, T. actually gave Ti actually gave a little bit more context to what you know everybody was going crazy over. Where you had everybody from Michael Eric Dyson to uh, and I don't want to mess. I can't think of uh the the uh, woman's name who started the Me Too movement. <laughs> no, the one on the shorty that's the um the KRS one doppelganger. Yeah. Her. Oh boy. <laughs> wow. Uh had a comment, but at least I thought when they I guess I'm not sure if if the Red Table Talk shot that or whatever, but at least I I like the fact that they were open to hear more context of what he was saying. And I think T I uh in a sense doubled down on what he said and I as a man, I agreed with his stance on what he was saying. And also agree with what Jada was saying from the female perspective, but from as being a, a father of a daughter, of daughters, I should say, I felt exactly what he was saying. And what he was explaining was he kind of embellished a little bit where he said he knocked on the door, he takes them to your appointment. That's not the case. These are appointments that have already been, you know, pre-made by, the, by his daughter's mother. And he was speaking of not when she was 18, but when she was underage in terms of 15 and 16 and we had the consent 
with both parents being there, he was saying he was a present father in the situation and how it sounded coming from the podcast as opposed to when he gave full context, excuse me, full context. It, it made a little bit more sense as he wasn't talking about his 18-year-old, though he was talking about when she was 15 and 16. And simply being there and present as a father along with her mother going with them to the doc to the uh, gynecologist appointment. Yeah, I, I mean, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, no, I no. mean, I mean, the real thing was Ti was on it on uh, whatever podcast he was on. He was starting a little bit, you know, yeah. being a little jokey, like what? I'm checking the hymen, goddamn, you know what I mean? Shit, and folks took it like literally, and like you said, he went to some appointments with um with the mother and then they said whatever he's being in the present and shit. But his whole thing was he was just you know. This whole thing was just making sure that she wasn't fucking underage, you know what I'm saying? And the way he broke it down was that. He said he he, he, he threw some bullshit on top of this. The main thing was he ain't want nobody fucking his daughter. But he threw on some bullshit like, yeah, you know, she young, so the, she don't may not know what she's doing. And she make, adult decisions. she make adult decisions and she could get like a disease. She could get pregnant. She could get her heart broken dealing with these. Chubby finger, I mean, that's pretty much what it was. And Jada, you know, she said what she said to put him, put him like straight. Like, yo, it ain't like that whole that whole shit about it, when it come down to it, him going to the appointments and doing all that shit. You know, maybe it's a little like overboard, but probably not for real, for real. Like, like Alex said, you know, you just yeah. want to like no shit. The main thing was that they kind of pulled him on was the same thing. I think we all kind of felt like. Yo, why are you talking about your daughter's like personal shit on a podcast? You know what I'm saying? It's like that's like a fucking nightmare. And I mean, at one point he said, "Oh, where's Willow at?" And Jada was like, "You wouldn't want Willow here." And, and you know what? The funny thing was when I saw that they was going to be, on, be in a, on a red table talk, I was like, "If they got Willow there, Willow yeah. going to rip Me this nigga on God." And they too. didn't. And it's like, he like, Willow couldn't make it. I'm thinking, no, they saved you, nigga. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and he gonna, he, she going to talk that talk and shit, and you going to have to sit there and listen to a 19-year-old girl read you. And as T.I., you ain't you don't want that. You know what I'm saying? You is not going to look good. You either going to look like a bitch or you going to look crazy, like clapping back at him. Jada looked out for you. Yeah. So, I mean, that whole thing, you know, it is what it is. I mean, the thing I'm more interested in is um, they're going to do a follow-up, and they're going to talk about, like, relationship, this, that, whatever. I kind of want to see how T.I. handle that shit, but he T.I., he's smooth and shit, and his girl is tiny, yo. Tiny is, like, happy to have that nigga, yo, for real, for real, like, come down to it. I mean, maybe when she hooked up with him, he wasn't, like, the boss he is now, but it's like, yo, man, T.I. kind of, like, outgrew you, so you kind of been sticking around after the creeping around, like... I think they might bring up the little Floyd Mayweather shit, you know what I'm saying, in the almost divorce. But it's like, yo, Tiny, where you going, yo? Like, for <laughs> real, you sound like shit. Nigga. You sound like Lamar Jackson and shit, and you ain't, ain't running for no MVPs, nigga. Like, you're not talking ass, motherfucker. Yo, but Tiny, respect her, though, because she did in the music game, and she held this nigga down, you know, through the jail and all the other shit. So I don't mean to disrespect Tiny, but it's like, they're going to talk to the ladies. I just want to see it just to see it. <laughs> but yo, shout out to Will for showing up for the shit. I get a, and the, then leaving to get a nigga tap. Yo, so yeah, you ain't coming, you ain't coming, Will. Nah, nah, nah. You got that. But yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, T.I. just, you know, regular father shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He just, I'm just he glad a, he got a, I'm just glad he got a chance. Ain't no blueprint. I'm just glad he got a chance to yeah. put it in context to get everybody, you know what I'm saying, off his, you know, off his back talking all crazy, saying that, you know, they're trying to cancel him and all that. Nah, he's just trying to be a father, man. Salute to that man being a father. Yeah, and the thing was, I don't even, I, don't, I wasn't even too, I mean, we talk about the shit because it's, the only reason we really talk about it because, other folks was talking about it so much. I really wanted to talk about it because they were trying to cancel him, and I was just. Like, I know oh, I that's that's the thing. Like the these thing. other fuck y'all niggas. Like everybody said, Ti is just the patriarchy of this thing. Shut the fuck up, yo. I don't want to hear man. from that B two chick. I'm, nah, man. It, it's like folks that they they take a little stand on like the shit sounded like a damn joke to me. You know what I'm saying? Niggas went with the memes, and it was like Ti like looking like down the tunnel and shit like he looking at this looking for that like yo man it's like it was stupid like it's like T.I. was up there he's a little funny it's like yo you want to call out T.I. for like putting his daughter business in the street like that then do it but all the extra shit was like so like do you feel how you feel about not to not to switch not to switch peas on you but how you feel about that Patrick Patterson shit hmm and did anybody I, read well, this full statement? Because yeah, I never even I read, really saw the full statement. I, read, I just saw clips. I read the full statement, and then I wanted to. I read the. I saw the full statement before I actually understood what was going on. So I had to go okay. back to come forward. So break it down a little bit, exactly. Okay, so in the statement, in the, and I wish I had it in front of me. Damn, um, the damn. My bad. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. It's cool because yeah. I'm, I'm glad, but I am up on it. So basically, it, this was happened uh, actually even before he went to the Clippers. He was still on Toronto or OKC when he did this, mm-hmm. when he made the statement. He put up a picture of him and his wife for val- for uh for their anniversary, and someone commented. Really, just asking a real question that a lot of a lot of people of the culture ask and say, "Hey, why is it that when black men get successful and get money, they run to a white woman?" And he responded initially, you know, with a great with a with a normal statement saying, "Hey, you know what? I understand what you're saying, but I was in Toronto. This is where I met her, and I fell in love. This shouldn't be, you know, you can't criticize me for falling in love with who I fall in love with." The person came back a little bit stronger, but still respectful. And saying, yeah, but you, she wouldn't want you if you was if you was Patrick Patterson working in Walmart. You, she only wants you because you Patrick Patterson, you know, of the Toronto of the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Say probably, and they, they did come back strong and said probably if you weren't if you weren't playing basketball, you wouldn't. She wouldn't even look twice at. She wouldn't even look at you twice. And more importantly, she's you're, she's probably the only black person you ever date that she's ever dated in her entire family. So his response to that was, why would I date a bulldog when I have such and such and started going on about his wife and then quoted Dr. King, which I thought was so cheap and unnecessary. I don't know if you saw that. Niggas always do that. Okay. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. So I thought I thought it was cheap and I was like, what does that have to do? If you love it and just say love it and then be done with it. I mean, Dr. King ain't tell say all that for us to date white women. Is he calling black women bulldogs though? Yes. Yes. And so I, that's after the I read it, I, th- I say yes. After I read it, I say yes. Yeah, and so that's the problem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, listen, man, I, I look at Julius Randle. I look at him a little bit differently now ever since I saw his wife. It's going to lie to you. Like, have y'all seen her? Nah. Yeah, yeah blonde hair, blue eyes. So, okay. so, um, so, like, I look at him a little differently. I'm like, damn, that's why you get all these turnovers and shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's it a little bit like that. But... 
But um, yeah, I I just think I don't know actually even where to go with that. I just think it was wild. I don't know why mm-hmm. he would do that. I don't know why he would make that statement and take bulldogs. it that far. And what did he say again? Call black women bulldogs. Why would I date a bulldog? Y'all keep talking now, fine. I got it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Some motherfuckers they uh <sighs> shit. They don't they don't they don't get that they still have to represent for all of them women that raised them, you know what I'm saying? And raised like and just their sisters in general. And if you have a daughter, you know, you have a daughter and she's gonna be black, you know what I'm saying? Even if she like mixed and shit. And it's like some niggas is just too dumb to see it. And also with that situation, motherfucker could be slightly like blinded by like, yo, you fucking with the woman I love and shit. But you you always got to remember and shit, even if you is, you know, a fly nigga living in the fucking getting the white man money and shit, fucking the white man bitches and shit, marrying and all that shit. You got to remember where the fuck you came from. It's like you got to be you got to it's it's. Yo, you no, know what? I want to speak to what good. you. I want not to cut you. I want to speak to what you're saying, Joe, because I actually have that conversation a lot, and, and and just been and maybe some of us have been in some of these rooms as well. But standing, I haven't been in a lot of these rooms where a lot of these gentlemen stand from a high stature, regardless of where my statue was. But be standing next to them, there's not a lot of for what they're looking at. They're mm-hmm. they're being white women are being put in front of them. Like, I should say it like that, and that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I don't that's care true. how it sounds. That's exactly how I feel. Because yeah, I've been in those rooms, standing next to those people, and saying like, "Yo, wait a minute. This room don't look like. This room is off. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. Why does this room look the way that it looks?" And I'm like, well, "Why are these? Why are these people? Or even my cousin. I ain't gonna say his name. Even my cousin, when he went on trips, he was presented with white women. Yeah. On college trip, on college recruiting trips, he was presented with white women. So they did. They're pushing." And again, this is me, so you can direct whatever comments to me. This is how I feel about it. They're, 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 this is what they're giving you. This is what they're offering you to come to their school, or this is what they're offering you when you sign that contract, or this is what they're offering you when you're in the room with these, quote-unquote, certain people of certain stature. So that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's right, whether it's wrong, whether it sounds crazy or whether it's not, that's being pushed on our men. Yeah, and, and I mean, it and it's one of the things like you, you young, and they put this in front of you. It's like, oh shit, it's a different type of chick. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you come from like, if you come from the hood. You know what I'm saying? You ain't used to seeing this type of chick unless she like clutching her purse, or locking her doors before you walk by, and she, even, she, even if she's about to get out. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's right. kind of like the little bit of. Not fruit even is forbidden, forbidden tree. Forbidden, I was gonna say forbidden, forbidden fruit, yeah. but even more so, it's like something that's kind of exotic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know about y'all, but it's like it's not something heavy with me. But I know a lot of niggas is like they. Well, me, huh? We all kind of do it and shit. You kind of clock what race you done knock down. You know what I'm saying? It's like yo, I have, oh, yeah, you ever had an age? That's just my. That's just my. Yeah, but that's just my. You know what I'm saying? But that's just my batting average. I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? But when you start talking about what I'm presenting to you to carry on your lineage, I feel some, I just feel some sort of way about that. And I just, um, what he specifically said was, so I should settle for a bulldog and act like I'm happy with my life and preach, keep it in your race to the world as if Dr. King didn't fight, die for equality, acceptance, all. I mean, I don't even want to read all that bullshit. That's the shit that really made me mad when he started quoting Dr. King, because then that means you just have, you, you already know that, that let me know, you know that you fucked up. 
Because you wouldn't you would have never said you wouldn't have went so hard as to quote Dr. King. Like you had that shit prepared. It's almost like a prepared statement when somebody challenges you on it. That's your natural. I felt like that's the response he's probably given 10 million times, whether in private or in public, whenever he's been challenged on that. That's just making me mad. I, I, I think well, I think when it comes down to it, some motherfuckers just ain't as eloquent as others, and some just don't think as much. I mean, the fact of the matter is, if you ended up with a white chick, you know what I'm saying? Unless you was one of them niggas that always hated black chicks and you just like whatever the fuck was just dying to find you a white woman. It's like I don't. It's like I think motherfuckers just be too hard on niggas that be around that be with white chicks. Cause it's like shit. I should probably righteously be around a white chick. When I was in school, mostly it was white chicks in my little high honors and advanced placement classes. When I go to work, it'd be like two sisters. I see them like sparingly around the place. It's like man, like white women like smiling up in my face every damn job I had. I'm just not a fan of white women heavy like that. So it is what it is. But I know dudes, I mean, it's, it's it's this whole bunch of feelings and shit. People catch feelings over this, that, and whatever and shit. And, I mean, I think that she was wrong calling him out. You know what I'm saying? And he was wrong for not being a strong enough black man or right. uh, to, you know, answer this shit correctly. Be like, yo, I fell in love with this woman. She was where I was at. We hooked up this time, whatever. I feel bad if you think that I'm, like, betraying a yeah. race or some shit. Do you and, think he feels... Do you think he feels associated yes. as a black man though? Like, do you think? Oh, he nah, might. He feels like an outcast. I think. Not even, no, I'm not even looking at the word outcast. I just don't. Oh. I'm asking you. Do you feel like he's he he feels associated with being black? It, it's funny when you get to a certain level. You know what I'm saying? Some people keep their blackness and either rep even harder with it, mm-hmm. and some people you get caught up in the thing. You start thinking you better than folks. You know what I'm saying? So or you, black, or you be- OJ. Yeah. Not black, you OJ. I mean, it's one of them things, man. It's, it's funny because you can never really notice it. I guess people can, you listen to how folks talk, you kind of like infer, but it's really something. Like, you really got to be in a motherfucker's head to know if they like, if this white woman just fucking was just happened to be the truth and she hit knocked off all the little X's and the right marks and shit. And it's okay, this is a good chick for me and shit. Or if they like really He's was like fuck sisters. He's I mean, embarrassed that, about being with this white woman. Yeah, he may funny. love her, but he's embarrassed because uh-huh. of his response. But I'll, I'll go back to um, not to cut you, I'll go back okay. to um, uh, if you remember Amari Hardwick, because he's married to a white woman, and how he's been challenged by, you know, what I'm saying like his response to me is protective. Like, nah, I love this woman. You don't understand. Like, I believe him that what he's not thing? ashamed or anything of that. Go ahead, Joe. Well, the thing with Amari though, they was kind of like. Cause his wife, she's a pretty lady. I seen pictures of them together, and she was she was pretty. Very, but she, very but she got, Nicole Murphy features. Yeah, but she got the yeah, she got some like strong features and shit. Mm-hmm. And you cut, and she had some pictures. We caught the wrong angle. She looked like <laughs> fucking like Marilyn Manson or like fucking <laughs> you know so so, it's like, so you give a sister that your sister's like watching fucking power and shit, and they lusting after ghosts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And on the show, he got Tosh, and it's like, oh, he went for this Puerto Rican chick, but at least she Puerto Rican. Then you see him, he got this white chick where you only see in a picture where she looking like Marilyn Manson, and he's still looking like fucking ghostish. And so, I mean, with Amari shit, it's kind of more so the fact that bitches like, yo, that's the ugly white bitch you got, nigga? You know what I'm saying? So, it's more so the ugly part than the actual you know white. What? I want to um, I wanna go... Um... I want to go further, just building off what B spoke about. I don't know if anybody does anybody watch Mixedish. I watch. I seen every episode. I haven't missed one yet. Did you see the episode? 
Okay, did you see the episode where they, because you know, obviously, yes. Next Distance is a show spinoff with, you know, Rainbow with the White Father, mm-hmm. Black Mother. Did you see the part where they were talking about uh, code switching? I mean, the episode of code switching. Oh, yeah, code switching, yeah. yeah. You should watch that episode. It's, it's, it's a, I think it's a good episode because obviously we see it a lot. What was the movie that we saw with um, the Keith Stanfield and it was kind of really about all about code switching? Was it thank you for something or sorry? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was just interesting. Like that's how I feel about Patrick Patterson. Like he's always, he's permanently cold switched. I don't think. I don't, uh, I don't know, man. I, I that's fucking cold switched like maybe crazy. I'm just mad. Maybe I'm mad. Maybe I'm mad. Well, I, I mean, with code switching is something like interesting. It's funny. I kind of respect people that don't code switch. You know what I'm saying? But it's kind of like natural for like. A lot of us that move through different, like, you know, circles and shit. Like, because yeah. me, I was like, the, I talk like proper as shit, like, as a kid. And then it's like, you around like some niggas, it's like real hood and shit. And it's like, and I'm saying fuck a lot more. And I'm like, uh, not enough. I mean, code switching is common amongst like black folks and shit that have to like, you know, move in like different circles. If you if you just stay in a hood, you probably ain't code switching much and shit. But I mean now it was a good episode. Mix this as a whole is a pretty good show. It's kinda um it's teetering along the lines of like kinda being gimmicky. I hope it sticks around and like kinda finds its way. Cause every episode is like a lesson in like race and it's not even like like it's not even it, it needs to evolve it needs it needs to hopefully it sticks around long enough where it's a little more organic and it's the like writing, oh the writing this, gets the writing gets yeah. a lot better but like, they yeah, do touch on some topics I would think if oh like, no every episode there is a topic fucking the black the um the white grandfather took uh, all the family to to the, to the uh to the uh to the country club yeah that was and, a cold switching episode yeah yeah. But we could we could probably have a bigger discussion on that. But we mm-hmm. can move on from right now. Um, well, I believe that was Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Mellow, our guy Mellow had one of the biggest. I don't want to say the biggest comebacks, but you know, Mellow, you know, put a stamp on who he is. I'll say it like that. Who he is in this league? He had a uh, great game, 25 points, eight rebounds. Uh, I think he was 10 for 20 or 10 for 17 shooting. And Dame Lillard, well, I think that was his first game with Dame Lillard. Am I am I correct? I'm not sure. I thought that was the yeah, first game. Yeah, that was the first game with Dame. Right, and I think Dame had 15, 12 or 15 assists. It looked like he deferred to – and, again, I'm just stat watching. that Just the way the amount of shots he took as opposed to when Melo wasn't there. It looks like he tried to – he's trying to incorporate him more. You guys could probably, you could probably speak to that more because I didn't see the game. I was only, I only looked at the uh, only looked at the stats. But we definitely wanted to shout out Melo. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was more it, ISO, it, yo. I mean, they allowed him to ISO, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't okay, know so if that'll just... last like that, but, you know what okay. I mean? Like, they, there was, was a lot more ISO. Yeah, I mean, it was 10 for 20 against, uh, you know, 20, not so good fucking Chicago team. You know, they have, they have some, like, nah, you know, Chicago's all right, though. Nah, know. but no, wasn't I, that I, the I game? Not so good. They got wasn't that family, the game that Levine had, No, they're, they're had, like, all right right now. Wasn't that Levine's big game? Yeah, like, 40, 50 or 60? Yeah, I think that was the game before that. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. They had 18. When I say not so good, I'm talking about they got the same record as, like, Portland. It's like they have lost twice as many games as they have won. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying, like, mm-hmm. they trash. They got, like, they got talent. You know what I'm saying? They got young talent. Yeah. So, I mean, Melo balled on them niggas. And it was dope because um, after Lala got killed off in uh, power and shit, uh, Lena <laughs> Waif looked to out, got on the shot. 
So she's out there like filming and shit, uh, getting her bread. So she came to the game, like, this nigga in town. Oh, then I'll go see this nigga and shit. So she was dead, cheering for him, had the sun on FaceTime. It was a, it was a good moment and shit. Mellow, like, it was great to have my wife here to stuff, whatever. Meanwhile, Lala probably, like, sucking some nigga dick on the shot. Damn, Joe. So, like, nah, I paused that. I, 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 I got mad respect for Lala and shit. I miss her ass on uh, power. Literally miss her ass on power. Um, but, yeah, nah, it was a dope moment for Mello. I mean, we knew he was, you know, going to have one of these. Hopefully he has a couple more of these throughout the season. And, you know, it is what it is. Like, It'd be nice if the like, NFL could give Cap a chance to weigh the NBA, for, well, rather Portland brought back Mello. But that's uh, another Yeah, I mean, it would be great if Cap was a fucking first ballot Hall of Famer and shit with – <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's different. I, mean, I, know, I know we can draw the parallel, but it's just different. But nah, yo, I mean, I mean if you want to talk about, like, you want to talk about Kaepernick some more and shit, we can talk. No, 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 no. I just threw that in. That was, that was just chips. That was nothing that really going on. I don't know. I want to talk about that shit with you, man. We nigga. covered it. We covered it. Smooth that yeah. shit on, motherfucker. Yeah. I want to hear about that shit from Joe. But nah, shout, <laughs> shout out to Melo, though. But what's, 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 yo, man. Uh, are the Knicks on tonight? I didn't look at the hours. Nah, was, tomorrow. Was... Tomorrow we okay, play so... Toronto. Okay, so Knicks got Toronto. Um, Again, I've just been hearing a lot. I haven't really been keeping up with the NBA as much, but I've been hearing, I mean, the big name has just been going around and around. It's just how Jaws performing. I think he had a bad fall last night. I don't know if he got injured or not. Yeah, he looked like he got hurt. I didn't, I didn't watch the game, but I saw it. Yeah, he looked like he was hurt. But he came back in. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to assume that he's going up and up. So I think the Lakers right now, 14 and 2 or 13 and 3. I'm not sure. I think that's, okay, that's this is um, LeBron's uh, best start, uh, which matches his best start with Cleveland. And I think he had one year with Miami where he was 13 and 3 or 14 yeah, and 2. Yeah, they 15 wow. and 2 right now. Well, yeah. that, I'm hearing it a day late. Lakers so know how to play basketball, yo. Yeah. That's one of them, you know, mixtures of like dope players that actually seems to be like working so far. Well, so. Is, it, is, it, is it is it is how does the coach look like? I don't know. I don't know how. Well, that, I don't I know, know, nigga. That mm-hmm. They got LeBron James on the team. You got yeah, LeBron yeah, James and Anthony know. Davis. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and them <laughs> niggas is healthy. Coach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. They doing what they're supposed to do. And Dwight Howard playing playing his role and shit. I don't think that. Um, Giselle, Kuzma doing playing shit. well. I think Rondo, then Rondo kick a punch a nigga in the nuts and slap him. Yeah, out. he did. He did. And that's <laughs> cool. So you know you're doing good if Rondo doing that shit, man. Rondo will smack you. Yeah, yeah Rondo the honey badger. He ain't, he don't give a fuck. Yeah, man. <laughs> that shit, man. And, I'm, uh, and uh, shit, since we talking about motherfuckers, uh, it was that Melo had that 25 fucking saying, I think it was, it was the same night, and B had that zero. Yeah, hell yeah. And B was like 0 for 10, oh, yo. How shit, do you do that? Tell me so I can get on what's his name. How do you do that? And B had, like, he was like 0 for 10. I was halfway watching that game. That was on in the bar. They, was it? they lost or they won? Nah, they lost. They, it's funny. They only lost by five. It's Toronto and shit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but now with, yo, they actually took 11 shots and missed all of them shits. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now that is how as a big he plays. I'm sure he has some post shots. That that is interesting that you can miss all all your shots at one. Um, all your wild as fuck. And the nigga played 32 minutes. Yo, oh God, he played 32 fucking minutes. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Speaking of which, uh, Melo did, but he scored those 25 in uh, 31 minutes. That was dope. Um, and before was, we get off of that shit, I guess you know. We could talk about Giannis dropping that 50. I mean, I think he already dropped 50 already this season, but the nigga dropped. What he do? He did something. He dropped like 50 and like his, and that like 10, whatever rebounds. All I know is I seen the niggas on TV this morning saying all the niggas did that um, before was uh, Melo and some old nigga who I should know their name is probably somebody dope. I mean, you know, like Giannis. (laughs) People like Giannis and Frank Nilakina have been setting like all types of records all year, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> what you, what's so funny? Um Because it's true. I like them obscure stats about fucking Frank Nilakina. It's I an like obscure stat again about Giannis and the Kubo, too. I mean, the obscure stat about Giannis is, shit, is 50 points, 15 rebounds, and like five or six assists. It's an, it's an obscure stat with, about it, a point guard. No, no, wait. Hold on, wait. Before you start trying to put, put is an obscure stat about a point guard when they're talking about turno- lack of turnovers and getting assists and steals in the same game and blocks. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not an obscure stat. That is how you draw up a point guard. Now nah, you're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's like, you know, you look at the shit funny because it's like the nigga don't like. Yeah, it's the if person. It ain't, if it ain't scoring and shit, like, if right. Frank dropped like 50 on niggas, he'd be like, ooh. Yeah, because then you'd be like, oh, look what he did with the other shit. Mm-hmm. But he not dropping 50. That's not his game. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's cool. Shout out to Frank. Yeah, like eight points the last game and shit. Niggas almost beat the Nets. So, I mean, that's dope. That's dope. I don't think he had any turnovers that game, did he? No. That's that's his thing. That's I think he had, game. like, five steals. Yeah. But, see, the thing is, is that, like, you can't play Frank all game. Oh, no, that was – Frank changes no everything. Game, but it was a different game. Yeah. RJ, yeah. RJ Barrett um, didn't play that game, though, too. Yeah, he was so hurt. it was like a thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but, like, RJ, RJ – Is he hurt or, or two he players, just like, – oh, he, he was sick. Yeah, so um, RJ Barrett and Frank are two players that, you know, it's hard to take off the court, yo. But yeah, no, they play Toronto um tomorrow, and that's RJ's home. So I'm I'm assuming that he'll play, but he's questionable right now. They got him out. Mm-hmm. I, dope. I will not be watching that. Hmm. I would watch right. that. Was around. But right, nah, man, y'all niggas are driving dragging, man. I'm nah, we not dragging. <laughs> I got, I got shit to do. I got a pack and shit. I probably right. wash a few things. Nah, nah, I got sure you do. Shit. But uh, nah, I mean, before we finish, I mean, we go to the NFL real quick. I just want to shout out Lamar Jackson more than anything. And the Forty Niners. Oh yeah, I'm about to get to that too. But let me shout out the brother first. You know what I'm saying? That nigga went on uh, Monday Night Football. He ripped that shit. He had more touchdowns than anybody on their first uh. Either Monday night or a primetime game, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Nigga had, yeah, nigga had like five of them shits. You know what I'm saying? Five, so, yeah. and uh, it was, it was, it was dope. He just pretty much like made the Rams look like them niggas ain't even go to Super Bowl last year. But there been a few yeah. teams that done that. But he, he really bodied them niggas. And what I'm really looking forward to, they got 49ers next week, right? Hold on, you talking about the, the Ravens? The Ravens, right? I think they got 49ers. Oh next shit! Week. I could be that one. So I'm about to get to your boys, yo. 
I was about to get to your boys. I didn't think it was next wait. week. I know I had it. Yeah, I didn't hear about that, but if it is, week? you know what I mean? Sure. I'll tell you. Go ahead. I'll tell you in a second. Okay, okay tell me. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. They do. Oh, and, and it's, uh, it's in Baltimore. That's actually going to be um, a very good matchup. Oh, I can't But just to, just to go in on uh, <laughs> that. For a second, like, they just basically dominated one of the best quarterbacks of the last decade in terms of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it made him look stupid, yeah. stupid, old, and unnecessary. And, and I heard a lot of people, analysts talking about, oh, you know, it's just that he didn't have that. Aaron Rodgers didn't have this. Oh, then Aaron Rodgers didn't have that. Yeah, that wasn't the case. Like I watched I watched I watched the game and then I watched the film breakdown. There's no. They, they just confused him because even when he wasn't under attack by the defensive line, there was mm-hmm. just nobody nobody was open. Like Richard Sherman, um they got a killer with his going back. Um Jimmy uh shit. Jimmy Ward. They just mm-hmm. had Higher backfield covering, they left no room for anything, even if the defensive backfield couldn't get there. And Nick Bosa, he's out here looking, he's on steroids every single time. Yeah, he probably is. Has them on, his, on, the, on their heels. And as a, he's only 260, and if you 340, you shouldn't be on your heels. He's yeah. just pure power and pushing back into the quarterback. That's just. He, and then Kittles is a game changer on the offense, man. He just makes yeah, Jimmy G feel looks and feels so much more comfortable when when Kittles is out there playing. I'm just gonna put it out there. No, it is, and 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 a lot of and I always say this that football is really a lot about coaching. Kyle Shanahan is really just oh yeah, no, he's great. He's just calling a great yeah game. Like great. it doesn't even matter. He's not even going to Kittles. Like whatever play he calls, because even uh. What was that last week when Kittle was out and they had a Dweeney mm-hmm. or Sweeney, whoever that third string tight end was. Like, he was calling the plays, and that guy was just open. He just – shit, I think they got him coming off the damn practice squad when Kittle was hurt. And he mm-hmm. was just well, – he's, he's just calling an immaculate and immaculate game. Like, Kyle Shanahan is really is really a great coach. Like, if anybody knows about his career, he's just really a great coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want to shout out Joe because one of the things before the season starts, actually even before the draft, mm-hmm. uh, Joe was singing the, the praises of Kyle Murray. And I was a person that always says if he ain't going to stand, it's going to be a problem. But to Colin Murray's credit, he's been very disciplined and he's been very sharp in playing and within the pocket and running when necessary. Almost similar, almost directly in correlation to Russell Wilson, just running when necessary, not running just because he doesn't see anything down the field. So I want to shout out Joe for that because I do. And, I, and like I told Joe, I said, I'm going to, he's going to be better than uh, Lamar Jackson, but, you know, we won't know that for like and like, and like I and like I say about with like Lamar Jackson, I really hope that uh, he goes to Super Bowl and wins because I believe in Alex and the fact that this nigga fucking around and be dead like either before either before the playoffs in the playoffs or sometime next season because I don't know if he if he if he just as much as he does run even though he does throw from the pocket like whatever. If he runs as much, he'd probably be dead out there, yo. They need to, and before we get out of here, we got we got to flex. They need to flex that game, that 49er Baltimore game. They need to flex that game out of that one o'clock spot. Every that needs to be a prime time game. Yeah. Because the one thing that I love that one o'clock spot. The the problem the 49ers have is they have the issue with running quarterbacks, which is why Kyler has been. Even though they lost both games, he's been. They've been in every single game because San Francisco mm-hmm. rushed so hard up the field. 
that they're not looking, they're expecting the quarterback to be in one spot. And Lamar is definitely not going to be standing. So that's going to be that's going to be a must see TV. They need to really flex that into a prime time game. Yeah, because next week the prime times they got what Patriots versus the Texans on Sunday night, then uh, they got <laughs> Vikings Seahawks on Monday and shit. But when I say prime, I mean they can really flex it to the four o'clock. Even the four, yeah. They only have a certain amount they can do, but that's definitely going to be must see TV. Um, let me see if we got anything else. Oh, oh, oh shit, I almost forgot. Shout out to um, let me get her age. It's actually um, Tina Turner's birthday. She's eighty. Yeah, she turned 80 today, so she'll salute to her. You know what I'm saying? One of one of the legends. Um, I'm down. I think, I think we kind of covered everything. We kind of covered Hell uh, yeah. Also, fuck Cornell West, man. Oh, Bitch man. ass nigga. Who the fuck that nigga? That's one, we can, that's, one, that's one we can actually agree. Yeah, he mad pussy. <laughs> Cornell. <laughs> Faggot ass nigga. He was there every day when, when Obama was, was the president. Down in that black yeah, man, yeah. but now Trump president, you can't even you you can't even find Cornell, man. Fuck that. At nigga, all. Man. All the other nigga. What's his name? Tavis Smiley. Yeah. <laughs> they push monkeys. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yo, um, before we get out of here, I just read a dope quote. I just read it out loud real quick. Stress will kill you as fast as a bullet. Find your peace and live there. And as always, you know where to get at us. Uh, better than you pod on IG. We want all the praise. We want all the smoke. Until next week, peace. Have a happy holiday, everyone. Get your Black Friday on, too. Yeah, but if you if you get your Black Friday on, make sure you're getting shit that you was planning to get. Yeah, And if a deal look too good, like if it's on a computer, if it's on TV, it's on anything, run the skew, you know what I'm saying? Check online. See what the shit really was going for, because it'll hit you with they hit you with, yo, this TV was $500. We selling it to you for three. Nigga, they were selling it for 350 like, the, the whole time. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so just, just know what your deals is and shit. Don't buy outdated electronics and shit and all this. And don't don't spend the rent money because rent do, like, right after that shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't spend the right. whatever. You know what I mean? Just And, and God bless. Have fun. Right. And don't stab nobody over nothing. Yeah, fuck Cornell West, bitch ass, and Lionel Richie. Yeah, faggot ass niggas, man. Alex has Tyler a Smiley. great quote to fucking end it, but nah, all of this other bullshit's gonna still be right. at the end too. Hell yeah, we gonna have all that shit. Um, say the quote again, Alex, so so we can really end on a good point. Say it one more time, please. Well, uh, stress, stress is clearly faster than the bullshit.